With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Hello, welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. This is a podcast that is being presented to you by Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country is already allowing online sports betting for adults 21 plus. Time to get California in on the action. Cities like New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, Boston, if you're in these cities, you have a bet online. Californians, they're left out in the cold. They're dealing with shady bookies. So Prop 27 ensures that Californians are able to catch up. So vote yes on Prop 27 and vote yes on a great podcast today. As joining me in the second segment, we are not going to be having a guest. We're going to be going guest-free today. But that said, we've got about three weeks left until the baseball postseason is going to be getting heated up. But I do think that there is still some money to be made. And I do think that we can take a look at a very large sample size in baseball and draw some conclusions, be able to find profitable spots. I'll be running through teams that have been heating up slash cooling down, some things to take a look at, the most and least profitable pitchers that we've been seeing in the big leagues today, trying a little bit of something different. So if you like what you're hearing in the second segment, please do let me know at unit underscore 81. If you don't like what you're hearing in the second segment, let me know at unit underscore 81 since I am having to cut the recaps a little bit shorter on weekdays since the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN. It has now expanded to 9 to midnight Pacific time, midnight to 3 Eastern time, Monday through Friday. So that is why I want to try a little bit of something different. So please let me know if you like it, dislike it, somewhere in the middle, if there's something that could be added slash reduced, and that's where you're also able to fire in questions, comments, segment ideas, what have you for this podcast. And in the final segment, as per usual, giving you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. And in the first segment here, we are going to be taking a look at everything that we want to getting 
in baseball really from very late Tuesday into Wednesday. So let's take a look back at what we've all been getting on the diamond, try to find some trends and try to get to know these seems a little bit better. A game through yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. In terms of some of the late Tuesday action, DK and H should pick up the Seattle Mariners. Got shut out 2-0. to U Darvish was tremendous. Eight scoreless innings. Josh Hader, he was able to strike out the side in the ninth inning as the Padres wound up winning despite leaving 11 men on base because there was just simply nothing doing with the Seattle Mariners. Logan Gilbert, he gave up just 105 innings, took the loss, wound up having to go 107 pitches. Bullpen from there, Eric Swanson along with Paul Sewell, both go for an inning. Sewell gives up an under run and Matt Brash and Matthew Fessa. They combine for two scoreless innings. The Atlanta Braves on up. Tuesday went on the road and they took down the San Francisco Giants by a count of 5-1 to one as Kyle Wright got his 18th win of the season. One run surrendered in five and a third innings. Kenley Jansen, Rossi Iglesias, AJ Minter all deliver a scoreless inning in Colin McHugh. Pair of outside the bullpen as Dansby Swanson went deep off to Jacob Junis. 20th home run season for Junis. Gave up four runs in five innings before. He did have Luis Ortiz give up one run in two innings. It was Jarlene Garcia and Cole Waiters being able to deliver a scoreless inning. But then on Wednesday, it was the Giants that reversed the script. 4-1, to one, they took down the Atlanta Braves. Braves have been in a little bit of a tough stretch. I believe that they've now lost four out of their last six games. That's just not a lot doing for the Braves offense. Shirley Morton, not a lot doing for him either. Four runs surrendered in five and a third innings. No home runs allowed, but Giants did a good job with timely hitting. And Carlos Rodon continues to be terrific. One under and run surrendered over the course of five innings. John Brabia, Camilio Duvall both deliver a scoreless inning. And then Tyler Rogers and Scott Alexander. They combined for two scoreless, the LA Dodgers. They sew up the West and officially clinch 4-0. to They completely shut out the Arizona Diamondbacks as for the LA Dodgers. They went 0-7 with men in scoring position, but Clayton Kershaw, 7 scoreless. Craig Kimbrell along with Caleb Ferguson. They piecemealed together a pair of scoreless innings as Merrill Kelly gave up a pair of bombs, three runs in total in his five innings as Joey Gallo took him deep for home run number 17 of the season. Freddie Freeman, home run number 20 of the campaign. And then Taylor Widener, he gives up a home run to Max Muncy, his 20th of the season. I see a lot of one run in two innings. Mark Melanson, Keenan Middleton, they both deliver a scoreless inning. Game from Wednesday, currently in the balance. I don't necessarily have a lot on that front. And for the Chicago White Sox after, they got a nice win over the Colorado Rockies on Tuesday. On Wednesday, it was anything but. The White Sox made like your buddy at the bar, and they just could not close out when they got men in scoring position as they wound up getting shut out by a count of 3-0. to zero. Credit where credit is due to Kyle Freeland. Nice start, 6 and 2 thirds innings scoreless, allowing 7 hits along the way. Carlos Aceves, far outside the bullpen, scoreless, and then Daniel Bart, a scoreless inning as for Colorado. They got to Dylan Cease. Three runs allowed in five innings. Not necessarily helped by his fielding. There was a pair of errors in this game, but still, not what you'd expect from a guy in contention for the Cy Young Award, Vince Velasquez, Jose Ruiz, Joe Kelly, Jake Diekman from there. I'll deliver a scoreless setting, but as I alluded to with the White Sox, O of 11 with men in scoring position. Astros don't cover the run line, but they get it done on the money line, 2-1. to one. They take down the Detroit Tigers as Joey Wentz, not long for this game, gives up two runs over the course of four innings, including a home run. Kyle Tucker gets home run number 27 of the season from there. Jason Foley, Joey Menace, Jose Cicero, Gregory Soto, Will Vest all deliver a scoreless inning. And for Houston, Brian Abreu gives up a run in an inning as taking him deep for the Detroit Tigers. Javi Baez, 13th home run of the season, but Christian Javier, very good start. No walks, eight punch outs, and six scoreless innings. Ryan Stanek, Ryan Presley. The two Ryans both deliver a scoreless inning. The Cleveland Guardians just keep things rolling 5-3. to three. They take down the LA Angels and for Cal Quantrill. Other than when you wind up having four and a half hour rain delays, this guy is able to go pretty much six strong innings as 
he has now been able to go at least six innings in all but two of his starts since the beginning of the month of August and both involved inclement weather giving up three runs over the course of seven innings for the Angels taking him deep. Mickey Monick third home run of the season from there. Trevor Steven, James Karinczak both deliver a scoreless inning and for the Guardians pair of home runs not like them at home but Oscar Gonzalez ninth home run of the campaign that comes off of Sir Patrick Sandoval and then Jose Ramirez 27th home run season to really put the team up for good as Tapera gives up that home run two runs in total without getting it out. Jim Hergett, he gets one and a third innings, giving up one run along the way. And Patrick Sandoval, not a bad start. Did allow that home run, but two runs in total in five and a third innings. Jose Quiata, he gets an out of the bullpen. Aaron Loop, a scoreless inning, but an Angels team has been playing a little bit better. Unable to get it done on Wednesday, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, they did after taking a double dip from the Reds on Tuesday. They come in on Wednesday and they get a 10-4 win. Ronsi Contreras, you tell that it was precautionary. He only goes four innings in this game, giving up one run. That is something you want to look out for towards the back half of the season. These managers are going to be a little bit more stingy with these young arms, but gives up one run in four innings. From there, Tyler Beatty, he gives up a one run in two innings, allowing a solo home run to Aceromine, third home run season. Kyle Farmer takes Miguel Yajur deep for his 11th home run season as Yajur gives up two runs in three innings. But for Nick Lodolo, not necessarily what he was hoping for. He gives up a home run to Rodolfo Castro, ninth home run of the season for Lodolo. Gives up three runs in six and third innings. Wasn't the worst start in the world. You would want it to be a little bit better, but it strikes out 11. Bullpen from there, which has actually been better for the Reds, just completely toilet-bowled in this game. Luke Farrell gives up four runs, three of which were earned over the course of an inning. Joe Kunal gives up two runs in an inning as he was taken deep by Onyal Cruz, 15th home run of the season. And Derek Law, he got two outside the bullpen. He allowed just one run. So, rough day for the Reds' bullpen. And, well, the DK Nation picks have been on a rough stretch as... You wind up having the Orioles and the Washington Nationals go combined 2 of 16 with men in scoring position to wind up missing the over by the hook. But the Baltimore Orioles, they do wind up getting it done against the Washington Nationals by a count of 6 to 2 as Tyler Wells, he didn't pitch Wells, he didn't pitch terribly. He gives up two solo runs over the course of four innings. Luke Voigt, 20th home run season, and then home run number four of the season for Riley Adams, the backup catcher for the Washington Nationals from there. Bullpen was lights out. For the Baltimore Orioles, Brian Baker, Jake Reed, Cianel Perez, Austin Both, D.L. Hall, all deliver a scoreless setting in Ode Mateo. He winds up going deep for the Baltimore Orioles. 13th home run season that comes off of Mason Thompson. And for Patrick Corbin, a really good start. He gives up one run in six innings. And then Mason Thompson, he allows that home run four runs in total in a third of an inning. Andres Machado, pair of outside the bullpen. Paul Espino gives up a run and an inning. And then Kyle Finnegan, he was able to deliver a scoreless inning of his own. For anyone who wound up having the New York Mets, not necessarily the world's greatest results as David Peterson. Great last name. Not a good performance on Wednesday. He got one out and allowed five runs, all of which were earned as the Mets go down in a fiery heap as Trevor Williams from there was able to stabilize. He gave up one run in four and a third innings, getting eight strikeouts, and none of these were via home runs. It was just David Peterson walked the bases loaded before he could even get it out. So that was not good as the Cubs. They wanted going four of six with men in scoring position, and Drew Smiley, he was on his game, giving up two runs, one of which was earned over the course of five innings as Tomas Nito gets home run number two of the season off of him, and Pete Alonso back-to-back games for a home run from him. 35th of the season, he goes deep off of Michael Rucker, but both of his home runs came a little bit too late in the game to really make too much of an impact. You've got Yankees and Red Sox with the Yankees being able to get it done. As for the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge does not wind up going deep in this game, but a lot of stolen base action for the New York Yankees. And Nestor Cortez, a very solid start. Five innings, gives up one run. Jonathan Loisega gives up a run in an inning out of the bullpen. Clark Schmidt. 
two scoreless innings out of the bullpen, and for Brian Bayo, he has been the victim of a lot of really bad luck. He gives up three runs of five innings, all three were unearned as he was hurt by a pair of fielding errors. From there, Zach Kelly gives up a run in an inning. Caleb Ert, Edward Barzardo, and Ryan Brazier able to hold down the fort from there, but for our good friend Brian Bayo, I actually see a little bit of upside with him, and he was just a case in which he wound up getting the short end of the stick on that one. The Rays wound up getting the short end of the stick. They wound up losing to the Toronto Blue Jays by a count of 5-1. to Drew Rasmussen gives up four runs over the course of four innings, and Josh Fleming in long relief only gives up one run in four innings, but he was taken deep by Vlager Jr., 28th home run of the season off of Rasmussen, and Ross Stripling just continues to get it done. One run surrendered in six and a third innings. That was a solo run to Harold Ramirez. Sixth home run of the season, Yimi Garcia, Anthony Bass, both supply a scoreless inning, and Adam Simber, a pair of outs out of the bullpen. The Philadelphia Phillies get to the Miami Marlins. 6-1 to one the final for the Marlins. Three runs or fewer in 33 out of their last 38 games as Bryce Harper. Second home run since coming off the injured list. 17th home run season. That comes off of Edward Cabrera as Cabrera also allows a home run to JT Remuto as he went deep twice. Once off of Cabrera. 17th home run season then he gets home run number 18 of the season off of Oscar Brazobin. Brazobin gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning. Cabrera, he gave up two home runs in five and a third innings. Wasn't the world's worst start but this Miami Marlins offense give up more than one run you're in barrel Richard Blyer gives up two runs over the course of an inning and then Andrew Nardi was able to pitch a pair of scoreless innings but Kyle Gibson one run surrendered at six innings Brad and Zach Eflin Connor Brogdon all wind up being able to deliver a scoreless inning from there and this is a game that is still going on as I do this but it is looking like it's going to be going final in the bottom of the eighth the Minnesota Twins up four to zero on the Kansas City Royals Zach Greinke who has been Posting a sub-2 ERA at home and north of a 6 ERA on the road, he lived up to those splits, giving up three runs over the course of four innings. From there, Carlos Hernandez gives up one run over the course of two innings. Amir Garrett, Jose Cuas were both able to combine for a scoreless setting, but for Minnesota, Sonny Gray, seven scoreless. Caleb Theobar comes in for a scoreless setting from there, and as of right now, it looks like the St. Louis Cardinals probably going to be able to get it done against the Milwaukee Brewers, though. We shall see. It's late in the game, and that one, Corbin Burns has given up three runs over the course of six innings, including a pair of bombs. Nolan Arenado, 29th home run of the season. Lars Newtbar, 12th home run of the season. As for Adam Wainwright, not the world's greatest start, but gives up one run over the course of five innings before Andre Pallanti and the bullpen winds up being able to enter from there, and for the Oakland A's and the Texas Rangers game, the game has already went over, and as I do this, it is currently in the top of the fifth inning, so not stunning pitching from either Dane Dunning nor the gentleman over there for the Oakland A's, but what is also rather stunning is what we've been seeing in Major League Baseball this season. Favorites overall have been able to do well over the last 60 days. 466 and 287 straight up. That's 61.9% straight up, and home favorites, They've won 63% of their games over the last 60 days, 278 and 163. But out of the 278 straight-up wins for home favorites, 77 have failed to cover the run line in this time span. 51.3% of games have went under the total, 367 unders to 348 overs. And you take a look at the entirety of the season, 51.6% of games have went under 1,037 unders to 973 overs. And home favorites, 976 and 520 overall. But among these home favorites, once again, now 200. 144 have failed to cover the run line. So that's what we're seeing in Major League Baseball right now. And that's what we wound up getting for ourselves on Wednesday. But coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at some of the trends that we've been seeing in Major League Baseball teams that have been having some, shall we say, reversals in the way that they've been playing post-All-Star break as well. And we're going to be diving into some things that you make a little bit of money on in terms of starting pitcher success slash lack of success. And that's going to be coming up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. Decided to go guest-free today because I do think that here in Part 2 it is important to not just hit a little bit on these playoff races because we've been talking with most of our guests, what do you think of the NL East, what have you, and I'll give you the odds right now. I'm recording this right around 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, so... This is with a lot of the games for Wednesday still to play, but if you're taking a look at some of the more hotly contested divisions out there in the NL East right now, it's the Mets minus 350, Braves plus 230, and then the other one that I feel like is still within reason, I think that the Yankees should have it in the AL East. They're minus 3,500 favorites, but Cleveland Guardians minus 700 to the White Sox or plus 550 after their loss on Wednesday with the Minnesota Twins 11-1 to be able to take that division in. If I do think that there is anything on the board that might be worth taking a look at in terms of future of the Braves at plus 230, even though they do have the little bit more of a difficult schedule, I think that there is a little bit of value there. But certainly, I do think that the teams are favorite should be able to pull out their division, though I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at. But 
There's still, in my opinion, a lot of money to be made these final three weeks of the regular season. I know that a lot of people, including myself, getting ramped up for the postseason. Many of you guys as well are starting to take a little bit more of a look at college football with it being week three on that front. NFL week two, that is in our lives as well. But there are some very clear trends that have been very profitable slash not profitable. So I want to take about 10 or so minutes, run through some of these today as something that I always think is interesting is taking a look at the most and least profitable pitchers in Major League Baseball. I think that you guys can guess who some of the least profitable pitchers in baseball are. I'm doing this prior to his start on Wednesday, but going into Wednesday, you guessed it, Patrick Corbin, who is in danger of becoming the first pitcher since Mike Maroth in the early 2000s of losing 20 games this season. He's your least profitable pitcher in the big leagues. I get this via Odd Shark if you bet $100 on every one of his starts. So this is assuming $100 bets all the way around. So whether they're a favorite, whether they're an underdog, what have you. But if you bet Patrick Corbin for $100 on all 28 of his starts, you're down $1,324. And his good old friend, Johan Adon, is number two on this list, despite having started half the games that Patrick Corbin has. If you bet Johan Adon for $100 at every one of his starts, and hopefully we get another Johan Adon start at some point this season, that would make birds chirp and sing and what have you, and that would make me smile. But Johan Adon, who is... The team is 1-13 in its starts. If you bet $100 on every one of its starts, you're down $1,219. But then past that, you'll notice that some of these guys are on better teams. Now, Frankie Montas spent a lot of the year on the Oakland A's, but in his 26 starts, if you bet $100 on every one of his starts, you're down $1,054. You have Marcus Stroman of the Chicago Cubs, who's just been a hot mess at home. You bet $100 on every one of his 21 starts, you're down $923. Obviously, closing numbers are going to change this just a tab, but you're noticing that the super bad guys on super bad teams are on this list, but also some of the lesser guys on decent teams, like Alex Cobb, for example. If you bet him for $100 on all 24 of his starts, you're down $793. Aaron Nola, one of your least profitable pitchers in the big leagues. He's down $730 across his starts, and he has made 28 in total just because he finds it typically getting lined up with another team's ace. So that has been a little bit of an issue. And your most profitable pitcher right now in Major League Baseball this season, if you bet $100 on every one of his starts, bet you wouldn't guess this one, Graham Ashcraft, currently on the injured list for the Cincinnati Reds, but if you bet him in all 16 of his starts, $100, you're typically getting plus prices with him, unlike a lot of the guys that are on, shall we say, more favorite teams where you're laying $100 to get back like 75 in some cases, even less than that, but you're getting plus prices with Graham Ashcraft, but bet him for $100 in every one of his starts, you're up $1,004. Kyle Bradish, you bet him for $100 in every one of his starts, you're up $859. It's been a terrible season for the Boston Red Sox, but Michael Walker has been a very good for them. You're up $854 if you bet him in all 19 of his starts. You're noticing that a lot of these guys, they're on decent teams. Graham Ashcraft, a little bit of an outlier, but once again, someone like Zach Allen, you bet him for $100 in every one of his starts, 27 in total. You're up $791. A lot of the Oriole guys, just in general, are towards the top of this list. As a matter of fact, Dean Kramer and Kyle Bradish. They're both in the top two. They've made a combined 36 starts. And if you bet on these two guys for their 36 starts this season, you're up about $1,665 according to Odd Shark. That's pretty stinking good. You'll notice that Drew Rasmussen 
is on this list. Jose Quintana, Tony Gonsolin, Ranger Suarez. So you're noticing a lot of guys that on teams that either are having good seasons or, in the case of the Baltimore Orioles, have overachieved a little bit. Like Austin Both, you bet him for $100 on every one of his 14 starts. You're up $597. So that makes three Orioles in the top 20 on this list as well. And Anibal Sanchez, I mean, it has been insane. The team has won now six out of his last seven starts. So if you bet a 400 bucks in all 11 of his starts, he's honestly one of your best ROI guys as he's made you $544 in his 11 starts, despite the fact that I believe that the team wound up going one and five in his first six. And something else to be wary of is teams are starting to heat up slash cool down in terms of their bats as well. Like, Something that I've been watching for, and it has been very nice to see, the Washington Nationals going into Wednesday. They had, in their last 14 games, played at least five runs in 10 of them, so they have been a very good over team recently. Meanwhile, you guys know that I've been pointing out this one. How about our good friends, the Miami Marlins? They had scored three runs or fewer in 32 out of their last 37 games going into Wednesday. So that's honestly too terrific. And I do think that it is important to take a look at some of these post-All-Star break numbers as well. Because the team has actually hammered out the most home runs post-All-Star break. And this despite the fact that post-All-Star break, I believe that they had played a game fewer than everyone else aside from the Minnesota Twins. The St. Louis Cardinals. Since the All-Star break, 48 games in total entering into Wednesday, they had hammered out 80 home runs, which is why they've been a relatively solid over team recently. Post-All-Star break, they've been able to 267. Really, the only teams that have been better than that. Philadelphia Phillies, who post-All-Star break, by the way, they're as a collective, hitting at 274. That has been rather impressive to take a look at, despite the fact that they're not getting a lot of homers. The Chicago White Sox have really moved the line, especially since they got rid of Tony La Russa. As a matter of fact, if you want to narrow it down a little bit more for the Chicago White Sox over the last 15 days. So this is pretty much a span in which Tony La Russa has been out of the fold for the team. The Chicago White Sox have won darn near 66% of their games in their last 14 contests. I think that they are 10 and 4 in this stretch, if I remember correctly. Might be 9 and 5, but they've been hitting a 283 in this span with 20 home runs over 14 games. And what I've been alluding them has been the deep ball. Meanwhile, you take a look in this span of the last two weeks, the San Diego Padres. They've actually had the worst batting average in the league at a 212, and they are 17 and 18 over their last 35 games. They have been a bunch that has been very much overvalued post-trade deadline as the pieces that they have gotten to come in have not been too terrific. Josh Hader was able to get a save on Tuesday, but not necessarily what you want to take a look at. And post-all-star break in general, in terms of a lot of these offenses, the team that's doing the worst job of moving the line is obviously the Miami Marlins, but you've noticed that not all of the best-hitting teams have been the teams that have been winning. For instance, the Seattle Mariners. They've got the worst batting average in the American League post-All-Star break. They've only hit a 216. Reason why they're winning all these games is for one, even though they're hitting just a 216. Their percentage of hits that wind up going for home runs, I believe, is number one in all the big leagues because they've got 69 home runs in this time span. And on top of that, they've got the top bullpen ERA ever since the All-Star break as well. And as a matter of fact, you do take a look at some of these bullpens and some of the ones that have been either heating up or cooling down post-All-Star break. And the reason why the Cincinnati Reds have not necessarily been the worst team in the world, they wound up taking some losses to the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they've been a little bit better to the under recently. And that's because post-All-Star break, so since July 19th, so we're looking at just under a 60-game sample size, the Cincinnati Reds, in terms of bullpen ERA, they rank in the top 10. And as a matter of fact, they are 
at a 323, number seven in the big leagues in terms of plus all-star break ERA. Number one has been the Cleveland Guardians, which is why they currently are leading the AL Central and a big reason why they've been having so much success. If you've been betting Cleveland Guardians unders because they have not been able to supply the deep ball. As a matter of fact, fewest home runs in the big leagues in terms of home home runs, but 222 bullpen ERA, both all-star break. No other team has a 256 or less, and that'd be the LA Dodgers. And other than the Dodgers, there's no other team with a 282 or better bullpen ERA. That would be the Toronto Blue Jays, and that's a big reason why they are doing a solid job fighting for that number two spot in the AL East. If they're going to rise up and get that number one spot, it's going to take a Herculean run, but also a team that's seen a little bit of reversal in terms of their bullpen ERA, the Detroit Tigers. Overall for the season, they have been the number nine slash number 10 bullpen in terms of ERA, but you look since the beginning of the month of August, they have been a bottom seven bullpen in terms of ERA, and I do think that taking a look at some of these splits, because you do have a lot of guys that have been getting called up from the minor leagues, you've got a little bit of mixing and matching, I do think that that is very important this time of year, and you're able to gauge just some of these trends in general, like let's take a look at the last 30 days, for instance, with regards to bullpen ERA, because ever since the All-Star break, the team with by far the worst bullpen ERA has been the Boston Red Sox, and it's been a hot mess for them, Jurisic Familia, Spanish for blown save, just got DFA'd by the Boston Red Sox, and rightfully so, and for Boston, hasn't been great. They've been a little bit better over the last three days, but they rank 26 in terms of open ERA. But when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that has been rather feisty and a team that has been relatively solid to the over. Big reason why has been starters have been solid. Bullpen over the last three days, 715 ERA. The only team with north of a 520 in that time span, along with the Arizona Diamondbacks, that'd be the Chicago Cubs, 572 ERA. So the Arizona Diamondbacks are about 1.35 points clear of every other bullpen in the big leagues in terms of ERA over the last 30 days. Certainly something to watch out for. Meanwhile, Shock Shock, surprise, surprise, the Cleveland Guardians have been the best team in this time span as well. And if you're looking at the entirety of the baseball season, one trend that is just not relented has been the unders with the Houston Astros. They maintain themselves as the only team to hit more than 60% of their games to the under thus far this season. A lot of this has to do with reputation. We all remember those Astros teams that were going to the AL Championship game in past years, and they were typically averaging five-plus runs per game, and it's not like the offense is terrible. They're still fifth in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They still don't strike out a lot. They don't move the line quite as well as they have in past years, but overall for the season, their bullpen does rank number one in terms of ERA entering Wednesday. 52 overs, 83 unders, and 8 pushes. Detroit Tigers unders just because of how bad their offense has been. They've been the clear number two in the league. 58.8% of their games have wound up going under the total. And if you're looking at top over teams, there are only three teams in the big leagues thus far this season that have been able to exceed that, shall we say, 52.3% mark that you need to break even on minus 110 juice. That'd be the Philadelphia Phillies with 52.9% of their games going over. And then the Mets and the Atlanta Braves between 53 and 53.3% of their games, depending upon closing numbers going over. So very clear what your over division has been in all of baseball this year. That being the National League East and now the Washington Nationals, who I alluded to, have been picking it up a little bit as well. So that's a little bit of trend spotting. That's a little bit of what we've been seeing recently in terms of baseball. Some of the guys that have been profitable, some of the guys that have been not so profitable as well. And if you want a little bit more of this, because like I said, at the top, I do have to cut down on the recap just a little bit from the days, games before, because now the Greg Peterson experience, it is five days a week. Send in a comment via my Twitter feed, at GUnit underscore 81. I do like doing quite a bit of this, so if you like what you heard here, 
please do let me know. If you didn't like what you heard here, please let me know. So that way I never wind up doing it again as well. So just want to give you guys the floor on that front. And hopefully you guys do wind up appreciating it. And like I said, let me know either way. Like it, dislike it, somewhere in the middle. But coming up in the final segment here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the VEASAN Family Podcast, I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Want to going a little guest-free today. Like I said, hopefully you liked what you wanted hearing, and if you didn't like it, well, at GNNRNScoreD1 on Twitter, let me know about it. So hopefully, at the very least, you wound up getting a few trends in mind. Hopefully, you wound up giving you some fresh information to be able to bet these final three weeks of the MLB regular season. Then once we get into the postseason, it is going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? I think we've got a relatively small but fun card for Thursday. So let's take a look at these games and give you guys picks and analysis on every single one of them as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that, as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed, at unit underscore 81. We're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. This is where we go with the National League games first, then the American League games. Any interleague games, they are going to be at the bottom. That'll keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy. So, without further ado, 
Let us dive into this first game of 951-952 on the betting board. It is the Philadelphia Phillies, and they are on the road. They are facing off against the Miami Marlins as Pablo Lopez is good to be getting the start for the Miami Marlins, and Noah Thor Syndergaard is on the bump for the Phillies, and the Phillies find themselves a mid-range favorite. Anywhere between minus 135 and minus 150, anywhere between plus 125 and plus 135. The number on Miami, with 7.5 being your total, the under is minus 115, and the over is minus 105. Needed at least a plus 135 to take a shot on the fish, but we are starting to see that plus 135, so I'm going to be willing to fire in for Pablo Lopez. It has not been a good second half of the season, but for Lopez, he has been able to do a relatively solid job of just being able to keep things out in front of him not necessarily give up a whole bunch of walks as his walks per nine rate in the neighborhood about 2.6, 2.7. He's been allowing about 1.2 home runs per nine innings, and it's actually been much worse at home rather than on the road. This is a little bit shocking considering Miami is such a pitcher-friendly ballpark, 501 home ERA compared to a 315 ERA on the road. He's given up seven home runs in 73 and two-thirds innings at home compared to 11 bombs in 80 innings on the road. So that is the reason why it is a little bit stunning. He's been able to do a good job getting swings and misses, about nine strikeouts per nine innings. But you just take a look at him recently. Six. 66 ERA in his last five starts. For his sake, he needs to get off that 666 just for the sake of himself, whether he gives up a run or he pitches a scoreless setting. And then for our good friend Thor, he's been just all over the place this season. In starts made outside of Los Angeles, he's got an ERA that is hovering in the neighborhood of five. So it's been far from terrific. Last five starts, all with the Phillies. Not great, not terrible. 16 runs, 15 of which were earned, given up over the course of 30 innings. Now, for Syndergaard, he's on a tremendous job not giving out walks. His walks per nine rate overall for the season, about 2.1, 2.2, and he's backed up by a bullpen that now is Sir Anthony Dominguez back in the fold, David Robertson, Brad Hand, these guys have been able to do a nice job, and then for the Miami Marlins, you've got Dylan Floro, Richard Blyer, both of these guys posting up a sub-3.5 ERA. Stephen Okert has been solid for this bunch. He's been able to deliver a 2.52 ERA. Tanner Scott's been a little bit all over the place along with Cole Solzer, but the bullpen, not necessarily terrible. What has been terrible, looted to it in our last segment, the Miami Marlins. Three runs or fewer in 32 out of their last 37 games going into yesterday. John Birdie has been able to about a 2.55. Nick Fortes, Garrett Cooper, they do an okay job of moving the line, but nobody that currently is not on the injured list slash got DFA'd has more than eight home runs for the team. Charles LeBlanc sitting about a 275, but guys like Brian De La Cruz, J.J. Blade, Peyton Budrick, these guys are just not moving the line in for the Philadelphia Phillies. This team has been able to do a great job post-All-Star break of being able to get on base. Bryce Harper, since coming off the injured list, just one home run, that's a little bit of an issue, but Gene Segura, Alec Bohm, both hitting between about a 285 to a 295. Nick Mayton has been able to move the line brace and sot. Last 40 days has been able to hit north of a 280. Kyle Schwarber not hitting for average, but 36 plus home runs this season, so I do think that the Phillies, they should be able to do a solid job with their bullpen, but I do think that Pablo Lopez going to be able to do an okay job against this Phillies team, especially in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. I think that Pablo Lopez has been getting a tad bit unlucky when he has been at home. Semi-tall is 6.6. Only way that the Miami Marlins are going to win this game is if it's low-scoring, and I do think that there's a chance that we wind up getting a low-scoring game, and I do think that Thor might wind up giving up the three needed for the Miami Marlins to be able to get the job done. Semi-tall is 6.6, looking under and looking at the Bish at plus 135 or greater. 953-954 on the betting board. The New York Mets play us to the Pittsburgh Pirates. JT Brubaker is going to be going for the Buccos, and Carlos Cookie Carrasco is on the bump for the Metropolitans, and the Mets are between minus 240 and minus 250 favorites, and between plus 210 and plus 215 is the number on Pittsburgh. Eight is the total over and under are both at minus 110. So by total is 7.7. You do have quite a few 
at-bats for this Pittsburgh Pirates bunch. Guys like Topico Medicano, Gregory Allen have not been able to do a good job of moving the line. Jason DeLay has been able to do an okay job getting on base. He, Cabrian A's, Ben Gamble hitting in the neighborhood of buddy, 235 to 245. And then Brian Reynolds has been incredible, 23-plus home runs. He's been hitting about at 255, but it's not necessarily a formidable Pittsburgh Pirates lineup. And we have seen the New York Mets have a little bit of a tough time in terms of their offense as well, especially when you wind up getting towards the bottom of the fold. This is still a team that I think is going to be able to rebound, despite the fact that the last few days, shall we say, have not been great as David Peterson. Great name, not a great result for the Mets yesterday. He got one out in his start, so that was not too terrific. But you've got Pete Alonzo, Francisco, Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, Marcana, all in that neighborhood about a 260 to a 270. And then for Alonzo, he's been able to slug out north of 30 home runs. Francisco Lindor, over 90 RBI. And then I do think that Eduardo Escobar, who's been really able to do a solid job, hitting him 275 since coming off the injured list. He's now right. Flip side for the Pittsburgh Pirates bullpen has been pretty deplorable all season long. Chase Young, he's delivered a sub 2.5 ERA, has been able to deliver multiple innings, but the Pirates did wind up having to dive into their bullpen quite a bit yesterday. They limited Ronsi Contreras to just four innings. Will Crow has been doing a solid job out of the bullpen, providing about a 3.5 ERA, but when you do wind up getting into some of these, shall we say, lesser guys, a lot of guys picked up off the scrap heap like Robert Stevenson. And Yohan Ramirez. That is not where you want to be if you are the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. But for JT Brubaker, he's been able to do an okay job, especially on the road. Last season, he was giving up darn near two home runs per nine innings. Has really been able to cut into that, giving up about 1.1 to 1.2 home runs per nine innings when he's been on the road this season. He's been better than he's been at home. 488 home ERA, 388 road ERA with six bombs given up in 72 innings. It serves much better than an 0 7 record on the road. And then for Carlos Carrasco, his best work has come at home. 335 home ERA, 442 road. ODRA with six bombs given up in 78 innings. I do think that he's going to be able to do a solid job and help out a Mets bullpen that, well, everyone got taxed Wednesday because David Peterson provided just one out. So you're going to be looking to guys like Adam Adovino, Tommy Hunter, who have been able to supply a sub-3 ERA to be able to pick it up, and then Edwin Diaz. Trumpets are always out whenever he winds coming into a game. Set my total at a 7.7. I do think that Carrasco could be able to deliver some good length. I do think that the Mets should be a sizable favorite. I think that they rebound in this spot. I set them on the run line. A minus 128. Seeing that anywhere between minus 115 to a minus 120, I'll take the run line rather than the big chalky money line with the Mets to go along with this total under 955-956 on the board. It is the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, we are on the Cincinnati and they're under the road. Facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Mikolas is going to be going for the cards and Chase Anderson on the bump for Cincinnati. Red legs are between a plus 225 and a plus 235 underdog. Between minus 260 and minus 265, the number on St. Louis 8.5 is the total unders between minus 115 and minus 120. The over is anywhere between minus 105 and even money with Miles Michaelis. I do think he comes out and he's able to dominate the Cincinnati Reds for one and I've got no faith whatsoever in Chase Anderson which is why my total is an 8.6. I'm going to be taking a look at the over with the Cardinals by the way. And between minus 125 to a minus 130 is their number on the run line. I was willing to lay up to a minus 134 so this is within reason for me. I have just zero faith in Chase Anderson. We've seen him make a couple of appearances. This guy does not belong at a big league bound. He's given up nine runs over the course of nine 
nine innings. He has gotten 11 strikeouts, but he's also given up three home runs at the minor league level. He was posting up darn near a five ERA as well. 34-year-old, you wish him absolutely nothing but the best. He's just washed. He's also given up nine walks in his nine innings. And for Miles Michaelis, he has been the opposite of that. He has been captain command all season long, giving up 1.6 walks per nine innings. Only about 1.1 home runs per nine. And he's been so much better at home rather than on the road. 223 home ERA, 456 ERA on the road. Opponents hit just a buck 88 off of a main St. Louis, 265 on the road. And for the Cincinnati Reds, the top part of the lineup is just fine. Donovan Solano hitting for nearly a 300. And then you've got Kyle Farmer, Jonathan India, TJ Friedel hitting between about a 255 to a 267. None of these guys really have a ton of home runs, but that's because a lot of these guys have had limited at-bats, whether that be being on the injured list or just getting more at-bats in general due to guys that got moved at the trade deadline. And for the Cincinnati Reds, post-All-Star break, they've got a top eight bullpen ERA. Now you've got a lot of guys for the season like Revier, Sam Martin, Hunter Strickland, Ian Gabo that have not gotten the job done, but Buck Farmer recently has been solid. Alexis Yes for the season as a sub-3 ERA. I'm still not willing to trust in Joe Kunal too much. He's got a 7 ERA over the last three days, but by and large, the Reds have been able to do a better job with their bullpen, but now with Jason Anderson pitching, he's made nine total innings in his, I believe, two starts and a long relief appearance. Yeah, they're going to be relatively taxed. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, they are dealing with a injury to Genesis Cabrera, but they've got Packy Naughton back to the fold. That lends a little bit of length. Zach Thompson has been able to deliver a 2 ERA. Giovanni Gallegos, Ryan Helsley have been really good, especially Helsley with his sub-2 ERA. And then when it comes to the mashers for the St. Louis Cardinals, you've got two terrific ones, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. These two guys entering into the game on Wednesday, a combined 63 home runs. Arenado hitting a 300. Paul Goldschmidt north of a 400 on base. Tommy Edmond is hitting at 270 along with Albert Pujols and Pujols post-all-star break hitting more like a 335. You've had Corey Dickerson post-all-star break hitting north of a 350 as well. Lars Newpar does a solid job in terms of getting on base. Brendan Donovan at home has been able to north of a 350 as well. So I do think that the St. Louis Cardinals should be in for some nice domination. I think that Chase Anderson gets destroyed even though the Reds bullpen has been a bit better recently. I think that they're going to get a little bit too taxed in this circumstance, so I'm going to be taking a look at the run line of the St. Louis Cardinals semi-tilted at 8.6 as well, so taking a look at the over. 9.57, 9.58 on the betting board. It is the Slam Diego Padres on the road facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Betting board reads to be determined. It looks like Dre Jemison is getting the start for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Sean Manea goes for the Padres. Many of you guys are going to be wondering what the heck, but I've got the Padres right around a minus 225 road favorite with Sean Manea on the mound, and I set my total at 10. Here's why my total is 10, and this is why I've got a ridiculous number on the San Diego Padres. Well, it's because Drake Jemison has been absolutely terrible at the minor league level this season. In AAA Reno, now, once again, this is a PCL juice ball league, so I do want to keep that in reference here, but for our good friend Mr. Jemison, in his last six starts at the minor league level, he's given up five-plus runs in five of them. He's got, in this time span of his last six starts, a 779 ERA. Opponents are hitting a 336 off of him, and they're calling him up to the big leagues. What am I missing here? I mean, this this guy does not belong at the big league level whatsoever. I don't know why Dre Jemison is getting an opportunity at this point, but I thought it couldn't get worse than Madison Bumgarner, but somehow, somebody it has. And for Sean Manet, it has not been a good year for himself, as he's posting up an ERA and is hovering in the neighborhood of five. He has had almighty struggles as well. After he wanted coming over from the Oakland A's, things looked like they were going to be very good for the San Diego Padres team, and the San Diego Padres over the last 35 games, 
They were posting up a 17 and 18 record, but this could be exactly what the San Diego Padres, who post trade deadline have been a bottom three team in terms of pitching, need to be able to get online. But I also do think that this could be what the Arizona Diamondbacks need to get online as well, because Manea is posting up a 627 ODRA this season, giving up 14 home runs in 74 and two thirds innings on the road. Opponents earning a 275 off of them. Strikeout numbers are still there for Manea, a little bit north of nine strikeouts per nine innings, but command has been a little bit wonky as well, about three walks per nine innings. But for the Arizona Diamondbacks, the power numbers are significantly down when they are at home rather than on the road. As for the Arizona Diamondbacks, right around 1.35 home runs per game on the road compared to 0.85 home runs per game at home. Dalton Varsho, Christian Walker, both hitting between about 235 to 245 along Quetel Marte, but Varsho and Walker combined 56 home runs this season. You've had... Jake McCarthy really moved the line, hitting a 300. When Stone Garrett has been out there, he's been hitting nearly a 400. Small sample size, but that's been impressive. Josh Ross, he's hitting a 275, but for the years on the Diamondbacks, last 30 days, 715 ERA, and I don't think that Mr. Jemison is going to be lasting too long in this game. Joe Mantiply, sub-3 ERA. Ian Kennedy has seen things wind up going downhill. Kevin Ginkle is posting up north of 450 ERA, and for the San Diego Padres, Josh Hader has been a hot mess, but he's at the very least looked a tad bit more respectable and in his last few starts, they get back Craig Sam, and he's got about a 350 ERA. Robert Suarez, he's been posting up a 285 ERA, and for the San Diego Padres, sure, certainly has been a deplorable offense. They made like your buddy at the bar and could not close with Ben in scoring position yesterday, going 1 of 8 with that regard. And Josh Belson's coming over to San Diego, hitting below a 225, but Manny Machado selling about a 328 home runs. Juan Soto, overall for the season, has been able to supply the deep on, has been able to get on base for the Padres, but I believe he has just three home runs since coming over to San Diego. Jorge Alfaro, Will Myers, Hassan Kim. They're in between about a 245, 2260 direction pro far more like a 240, but a 333 on base, a little bit of power. So I do think that the Padres get to our good friend Jemison. I think that the Diamondbacks just have a bunch of untrustworthy arms out there on the mound. So that is why my total is 10 at this point. And with the Padres, even though it is Chaminet, I set them a minus 222 on the money line, minus 136 on the run line. This is a very clear fade of our good friend, Mr. Jamison, who does not belong on a big league mound right now. 959-960 on the betting board. The Tampa Bay Rays. The third face off against the Toronto Blue Jays as Kevin Gosman is going to be going for the Jays and Shane McClanahan is going to be on the bump for the Rays. And the Rays are finding themselves between plus 125 and plus 128. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays are between minus 142 and minus 145. 7.5 is the total. The over and the under are both at minus 110. And I did wind up saying my total at a 6.9. So a circumstance where I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. As even if Shane McClanahan, who's coming off the injured list, doesn't wind up going deep. He's backed up by an amazing bullpen. And for the Toronto Blue Jays, post-also break, they've been number three in terms of bullpen ERA as well. So I do think that both of these teams are going to be supported quite well. And for Kevin Gosman, it's been so fascinating taking a look at him at home versus on the road. Because for Kevin Gosman on the road, he's been dominant. 245 ERA has allowed five home runs over the course of 88 innings at home. Still one home run per nine innings. Seven bombs given up in 64 and a third innings. His box per nine rate overall for the season is one and a half. His strikeouts per nine rate north of 10. Yet he's got a 448 ERA at home. He has just been so inherently unlucky on balls in play that it's not even funny. As a matter of fact, his ERA, and this is both at home and on the road. I don't have his fielding independent for specifically home starts, but between home and road starts, his fielding independent for the season is 228. That leads the American League. He's got a 331 ERA. That's more than a full point of differential. And then when you're backed up by guys like Yimi Garcia, Anthony Bass, 
closer Jordan Romano. All guys posting up a sub-3 ERA, but able to get good angs out of Amber, Adam Simber as well. That has been solid. And then Jason Adam has been lights out for the Tampa Bay Rays. Colin Pooch wound up having a rough go of it a few days ago, and you did wind up having a move or two made by the Rays prior to coming to Toronto because you do have a few guys who are unvaccinated, but that said, Pete Fairbanks is with the team. Brooks Raley has been able to do a solid job all season long, so still a good Rays bullpen, and for the Rays, you just don't have a lot of power. G-Man Choi has been able to still go 10 home runs this season, then you got two guys with north of 10 bombs, Isaac Paredes, couple with Randy Orozarena for Orozarena, along with Juan Franco. They're both hitting between about a 262-270, Manuel Margot, Yandy Diaz, hitting between about a 290-300 with Diaz. Having close to a 400 on base in Harold Ramirez, so a good job of being able to move the line, but Paredes, Taylor Wall, some of the other ancillary pieces for this race team, not been able to do a good job of moving the line, and I will say this for the Toronto Blue Jays, just all across the board, good power, Boba Shed, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Matt Chapman, George Springer, all guys with at least 19 home runs this season. Really everyone other than Chapman hitting above a 260 as well. Rebel Tapia towards the bottom of the fold along Santiago Espino hitting between about a 260 to 270 like what you're seeing there. But I do think that this is going to be a good pitcher's duel. What we wind up getting out of McClanahan, a little bit of a question mark because this is going to be his last start since... August 30th, so he was off for about two or so weeks, but it looks like he's going to be good to go after spending a little bit of time on the injury list. Overall, has been able to post up a 2-1-3 ERA. I think that he's going to be hampered a little bit by injury, but I still think that this is going to be a relatively solid form of McClain, and I'm seeing some plus 130s coming out of the board. I would like to see a plus 135 to fire in on the Tampa Bay Rays, because I do think that there needs to be a little bit of precaution here, and when it comes to the run line, honestly, if I'd be able to get even like a minus one 150 run line on the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that this is going to be a very low scoring game. I'd be willing to nibble there. Openers are just coming out, but looking for about a plus 135 on the Rays. If we get minus 135 on the Blue Jays, we'll be willing to fire in on that and a circumstance where the 7F, I'd be taking a look at an under. Now we go to my DK Nation pick of 961-962 on the betting board. It is the Oakland A's playing host to the Houston Astros. Lance McGillis Jr. goes for the Houston Astros and James Caprillion is on the bump for Oakland. Plus 310 is your price on Oakland and Minus 380 is the number on Houston. Only DraftKings currently has a number on this, but 7.5 is the total. Over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. DK Nation pick is going to be on the over. I do think that the Astros are going to be able to strike again for a relatively big number. They were held down a little bit towards the back half of their series against the Detroit Tigers, being able to get the job done, but only being able to score two runs, but still an Astros bunch that ranks in the top six in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They wound up holding out Jordan Alvarez yesterday, but previous three games, he had two home runs and two multi-hit games, so he's starting to come along after he had been dealing with some ailments, and then you've got Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, all delivering at least 21 home runs for this squad. Bregman, 375 on base, along with Altuve. Tucker hitting in neighborhood about a 260, but 27 home runs of his own. Trey Boomo Mancini overall for the season has been able to about a 250. He's been rock solid. Christian Vasquez hitting at 275 has been nice. And then got a young gun and David Hensley has been hitting above 300 as well. And for the Astros, but a very good bullpen for this team. Ryan Stanek, Rafael Montero are both posting up a sub-3 ERA. Brian Abreu has a sub-2 ERA. Seth Martinez, his ERA is hovering in the neighborhood about 2. Ryan Presley has been rock solid as well. But you do take a look at the Oakland A's and now they're dealing with injuries in terms of their bullpen, Danny Jimenez, along Zach Jackson, currently out of the fold, and A.J. Puck and Sam Mall have just 
wound up getting used up a little bit too much. Both of these guys have been very good throughout the entirety of the season, but take a look at things post-All-Star break, and things are starting to go a little bit sideways just because they need to call upon these guys night in and night out because your other options are someone like a Kirby Sneed who has a 6 ERA, Austin Pruitt has been far from terrific, Domingo Tapia has a 7.20 ERA, so Buck, 4.50 ERA, post-All-Star break, Sam Mall more like a 4.20, so issues on that front end for James Caprillion has been touch and go from post-all-star break. He's had a 420 ADRA. He wound up having a really bad start to the season, and then he wound up being able to pick things up a little bit, but this is going to be his first start since August 31st. He was dealing with a little bit of an ailment as well. He was dealing with a cut on his middle finger, so we've got to see how that responds. And for Caprillion, he's been better on the road rather than at home, which makes no sense whatsoever because Oakland is as pitcher-friendly as it gets. 587 home ERA compared to a 4 road ERA, but allowing about 1.4 home runs per 9 innings, but Real caution here. This is an Astros team that they don't strike out. They've got a very good eye at the plate, and he gives out over four walks per nine innings as well. Then you take a look at the flip side for Lance McCullers Jr. Just hasn't made a lot of starts. He's made five starts this far this season, giving up seven runs in 28 and two-thirds innings, going five and two-thirds innings or fewer in three out of his last four starts. So hasn't necessarily been able to deliver a lot of length and has given up three-plus walks in four out of these five starts as well. So he has shown a little bit of vulnerability of his own for the Oakland A's. Not going to go out here and say that this is some sort of a world beater offense or anything of that nature, but hey, in their last two games going into yesterday, they had scored a combined 17 runs, so you've had a few guys being able to go yard. Seth Brown, Sean Murphy, they've been able to supply a combined 39 home runs, and this team does hit a little bit better on the road rather than at home, because Oakland just such a pitcher-friendly ballpark, which is why, even though it's not great, they've got a road batting average that is in the pocket about 228 to a 230. Meanwhile, it's a 204 at home, so it does wind up rising by about a full 25 points. When they are on the road, they're able to supply the deep ball a little bit more with Seth Brown getting 15 home runs just in road games by itself. Tony Kemp has been able to about a 240 when he's been on the road. Meanwhile, at home, that winds shrinking to the Mendoza line of right around a 200. So, the lineup has been a little bit better when they have been on the road. Lance McCullers Jr. should be able to allow for some opportunities for guys to be able to get on base. And James Caprillion, I think, is going to be giving it up against the Houston Astros. So the DK Nation pick is going to be on the over. And for Lance McCullers Jr., with his lack of command, I think that this number is too high. I was willing to lay up to a minus 270. And if you take a look at the run line, it's minus 155, just an unpalatable number. I'm going to be willing to take north of $3 here with the Oakland A's. And for the DK Nation pick, it is going to be on the over. 963, 964. On the betting board, the Kansas City Royals. Their third faceoff against the Minnesota Twins. Dylan Don't Call Mal Bundy is going to be gone for the Twins, and Daniel Lynch is on the bump for Kansas City. Kansas City is a underdog of anywhere between plus 145 and plus 160, and when it comes to Minnesota, they are between minus 165 and minus 180. Total on this game is 8.5. Over is minus 115. The under is minus 105, and I did set my total at a 9.1. Dylan Bundy has been better at home than on the road, but if you took a look at his last start against the Cleveland Guardians, and that was a home start, gave up seven runs in four and two-thirds innings. He has been giving up quite a bit of hard contact this season. He's been allowing about 1.5 home runs per nine innings, 381 home area compared to a road area of a 528. Big reason why is because he has been allowing fewer deep balls at home, seven home runs in 49 and two-thirds innings in Minnesota on the road. This balloons at 12 bombs in 73 and a third innings with opponents hitting 10 points lower off of him when he is at home, but 
Certainly at an advanced age, not been too terrific. His strikeout numbers way down from what they used to be. Fewer than seven strikeouts per nine innings. And Daniel Lynch has been able to get some swings and misses. About eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. And has been better on the road. 427 road ERA compared to his 611 home ERA. But he's also been giving up the deep ball quite a bit this season. About 1.4 to 1.5 home runs per nine innings. Opponents hit at 289 off of him. Walks per nine rate. That is in the pocket about three and a half. And for the Kansas City Royals, you do have a few guys towards the top of the fold that have been able to go deep. Bobby Wood Jr., Salvador Perez, both 20 home runs, both hitting between about 242, 250, and then Vinny Pasquantino. He comes off the injured list. Has not been himself since coming off the injured list, but overall has had a solid rookie season. Michael A. Taylor has been able to 270. Towards the bottom of the fold, you do have guys that are a little bit less than trustworthy, like a Drew Waters, who's been hitting below the Mendoza line of a 200. MJ Melendez is only hitting about a 220. and has been very hot and cold when it comes to someone like a Nick Prado as well. And for the Royals, just a dead last bullpen in all of the American League. Amir Garrett, north of 5 year Dylan Coleman and Scott Barlow have both been able to do a solid job, both supplying a sub-3 ERA, but Anthony Machevich, north of a 4 year Colin Steiner, north of a 5 year Luke Weaver is just completely lost. Carlos Hernandez, north of a 7 ERA. Meanwhile, the Twins have a pair of guys in Giovanni Morin and Johan Duran who have been able to supply a sub-2-5 ERA in Duran. Throws 100-plus miles per hour. Gerald Cotton, sub-3 ERA on the bullpen as well. Most of these guys are able to throw multiple innings, so that should be able to help out with the ailing Dylan Dunk, Colin Al Bundy, and for the Minnesota Twins, they clearly have been missing the duo of Byron Buxton along with Ode Palanco, two of your best home run editors, but Carlos Correa, he's been able to supply 19 home runs as he, Jose Miranda, Gio Urshela, Nick Gordon, only between about 272 to 282, and then Luis Rice, 3 on base, 320 batting average. Gilberto Celestino has done a solid job of getting on base along Kyle Garlic. So even though the Twins are down a little bit of power, they do a good job of just being able to move the line, do a good job of being consistent. And in terms of being able to get on base, I think that that is going to rattle when it's been the worst bullpen in the American League this season. I do think that Dylan Bundy gives up his to a Royal team that they've got a little bit of power in their lineup as well. So I do mind him saying my total and a 9.1, a circumstance where we're going to be taking a look at the over for the Twins. Set them minus 184 on the money line. Pretty much anything of plus money. I was willing to take a shot on the run line, finding that between plus 110 to a plus 120. I think that's going to be a higher scoring game, and I think that the Twins can pull this out by multiple runs. So, taking the plus money on the run line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over, and wrap things up with 965, 966 on the board. The Chicago White Sox are on the road playing against the Cleveland Guardians as Lance Lynn goes for the Guardians, and Hunter Geddes is going to be on the bump for the Guardians, and this is a Guardians team that is finding themselves an underdog of anywhere between plus 125 and plus 135, and between minus 145 and minus 150 is a number on the White Sox. Eight is the total, over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. Lance has been very good for the White Sox, giving up three runs or fewer in each out of his last six starts. Reason why I do like this total over, though, is that I do think that Hunter Gaddis, despite him being backed up by the best ERA in terms of a bullpen in the big leagues post-all-star break, is going to get lit up. We've seen Hunter Gaddis get one start this season. He gave up eight runs in three and a third innings. That was not too terrific. And you take a look at Hunter Gaddis's minor league numbers. It is not quite our good friend Dre Jemison who's going to be going for the years of the Diamondbacks, which that's just completely deplorable. But he overall this season has posted up a 4.15 ERA, 3.3 walks per nine. Good swing and miss stuff. 11.8 strikeouts per nine innings. And it's not like he's given up five plus runs and five out of his last six starts, but certainly has been hot and cold throughout the season. So something worth monitoring with him. And for the Cleveland Guardians, they have been diving into their bullpen quite a bit recently. So there is a little bit more taxation. Obviously, Emmanuel Classe and James Karinczak 
be the best 8th and ninth inning duo that we've seen in baseball this season. Then on top of that, Nick Sandlin, Trevor Steven, these guys have been able to do a terrific job, but that said, you do have a Guardians team that, even though they don't wind up hitting a lot of home runs, as a matter of fact, they're dead last in the big leagues in terms of home runs at home this season. You've got so many guys that do a good job of being able to reach base. Andres Jimenez, Amid Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Gonzalez, Stephen Kwan, owing at least a 275 for Jimenez. He's been able to supply some home runs. He and Josh Naylor between 16 and 17 home runs apiece. Naylor's been able to hit 260 and for Ramirez. He's gone deep 27 times, 111 RBI, so he's been able to supply for the team. And then for the White Sox, post all-star break, they've been hitting nearly a 280. Now, those of you guys that bet on them yesterday are probably pretty salty about the Chicago White Sox right now, but tons of guys are able to move the line. Andrew Vaughn has been able to supply 15 home runs. He's hitting a 280. You've got Tim Anderson. Whenever he's been out there doing a solid job, he's been out for quite a while, so and it's hurt them just a tad, but even without him, you've got guys like Jose Abreu, Luis Robert are both hitting above a 290. It's been interesting to take a look at Romy Gonzalez. He's been able to hit a 370. Savala sitting about a 275. He's honestly been significantly better than Yasmani Grandal this season. AJ Pollock, it feels like in big spots, doesn't do a lot, but overall has been able to about a 245. He's gotten a double-digit amount of homers as well, and ever since he came over to the team, Alvis Andrews in a White Sox uniform has been able to above a 300 for the White Sox. Bullpen has been hit or miss this season. Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendricks, here. They'll bank on these two guys. And really, the two failed starters, Rinaldo Lopez and Jimmy Lambert, have been the best two relievers outside of that duo in the White Sox organization. A sub-3 ERA as guys like Jose Ruiz and company have not been able to get the job done. Vince Velasquez has been coming out of the bullpen. That is not necessarily what you want to see for this team either. But I do think that Lance Lynn is a little bit vulnerable in this circumstance as he has been giving up the deep ball quite a bit. And for Lance Lynn, it's been varying results when he's wound up against the Cleveland Guardians as well as overall for the season. He has faced off against the Guardians three times. He's allowed nine runs in 15 and two-thirds innings with only one home run surrendered. So it's not like the Guardians have just gotten a lot of home runs off of him. They just go death by a million cuts for Lynn, a 4.14 ERA on the road. Hasn't been giving up many walks at all. As a matter of fact, 1.4 walks per die in innings and over his last five starts, 0.85 ERA. I am convinced that Lance Lynn is not as bad as he was when it came to like the month of June, early July. He's also not the guy that's posting up a 0.85 ERA. And I do think that Hardergrad is going to be able to land an okay spot in a game in which I think that we're going to see quite a bit of bullpen use. I did when I'm saying my toilet at 8.8, looking at the over, was willing to take a shot on the Guardians at a plus 130 or greater because I do have more faith in their bullpen. So looking Guardians and looking over and that will wrap things up for the Thursday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Vison Family Podcast. If you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, want to be for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM. Maybe does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. By that five-star review, I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.